Because you're not in the same room as each other, there's not scripts no. there, is there? Well, so uh, I mean, prompts. prompts you think, yeah, but if anyone thinks, anyway. excuse me, yeah. If anyone thinks, <laughs> listens to this show and thinks we've got a script, then blimey, they've not been listening. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the third Junior Lawyers Division podcast with me, Jonathan Hodge. And me, Ollie Gregg. The Junior Lawyers Division of the Law Society represents trainee solicitors, LPC students, solicitor apprentices and qualified solicitors up to and including five years qualified. Our guest today is James Kitching, who is a member of the Executive Committee of the Junior Lawyers Division and is also a member of the Law Society Council. Obviously, at the moment, everything is overshadowed by the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown as a result of which all JLD events have been indefinitely postponed. But do watch this space because we'll be updating all of our members in due course, follow our social media channels. And we've also recently developed a hub with contents, which include all of the work we've been doing over the last few weeks on behalf of our members in light of the lockdown. Ollie, how have you been doing during the lockdown? Well, John, it's, um, it's weird to think that when we were recording our last show in February, um, with Joanne, you know, we were sitting in uh, Devonshire's office uh, on a Friday evening, and um, although there was smashing of, of it in the news, we I don't think any of us were really taking it seriously and thinking that uh, our next episode would be recorded in our uh, own homes uh, via via sort of telephone internet um, on lockdown. So this is lockdown podcast episode one, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, generally speaking, but it's actually episode three. <laughs> but it is actually episode three. But yeah, generally speaking, I'm I'm okay. Um, working from home, as I think you are, and most people mm. um, escape. The... Do you? Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say. So I live on my own. Yeah, which I think be... is particularly challenging because Quite... yeah, I haven't been out, I haven't been able to go out for the last sort of three or four days, and um, I mean, I occasionally go out. Um, for some exercise, but on Friday, actually, I um, I started to develop a sore throat. You don't sound like great, John. No, well, I, I wonder. I mean, I think I've just got a cold, but just to be safe, yeah. in case I do have a mild, um, I'm affected by COVID 19 mildly, or maybe I do have it. I don't know. I have the symptoms. I have a slight cough and a, a sore throat, but I think it might just be a cold. But either way, I'm just being safe and staying in. But as a result of which, I am on my own 24 uh, 7. And so what I have done is I've bought a robot vacuum cleaner. Uh, how's that? I find what I do is I sort of follow him around <laughs> the flat. He, he just does very odd things. Now, hold on. Uh, is this one of those um, sort of disc shapes? Those... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wait, wait. He trundles around, <laughs> he smashes into my ankles. But how... And, you know, makes a load of noise. He beeps when he gets caught in wires. I'm constantly having to save him. <laughs> like, but, things uh, don't really yeah, collect I... much stuff. No, no, great. He's great. He's very, he's very efficient. He's a very good vacuum cleaner, but you know, he is quite um, reckless and he does cause quite a lot of damage. Keeps you on your toes. Um, well, yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of like having a pet because obviously in my flat, I can't have pets. Um, it does a bit, yes, so. as well. I'm sorry, it does a cleaning for you as well. Whereas my, my, yeah. my pet, my cat just likes to tear the carpet up. So I was gonna say, it makes it worse. Perfect pet. Yeah, so that's how I've been dealing with it. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, I think um, it'll be interesting to, to talk about this um, a lot more with um, our guest, James. Yes. Should we get him on? Let's get him on. 
ladies and gentlemen, James Kitching. James, thanks for joining us. You're welcome, Justin. Nice to be here. So we were just talking about how the lockdown has affected us working from home. How has it affected you? To be honest, I'm all right with it. I think I'm such a laid back, I hate to say it, I'm such a laid back person. I'm kind of like, what will be, will be. Um, so yeah. to be honest, I'm just, I'm actually, I don't think I'm being more productive at the moment. I'm, uh, I think, so, you know, getting up at 8.55, opening the laptop, then cracking on. Yeah. It's all right for me. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you're a corporate lawyer. Yeah. How has it affected your work? So we're, I mean, to be honest, I've obviously had an impact. Nobody wants to do deals right now, but it's not just the fact that people aren't necessarily doing deals. You've got to think about things like Companies House, you know, what's going on there. So they've shut down their call centre, can't contact them, can't do same-day service. We're having to deal with things like execution clauses, figuring it all out. But what's quite interesting, actually, for us is that we might not be doing deals, but we are modernising, moving forward, coming up with creative solutions on how to sort of uh, exchange and complete on documents, that kind of thing. Um, so it's quite, it's quite an interesting time. I think we'll all be better, more modern firms at the end of all of this. I definitely agree. I think necessity is the mother of invention. I think that we're all finding ways of doing things more efficiently because needs must. Well, actually, how's it affecting your work? Because property transactions presumably are down as well. Well, uh, similar to Companies House, Land Registry has, it's still, you can still use it on the website, but... Um, you can't get through to them on the phone because their call centre isn't open, which is obviously understandable for social distancing and that sort of thing. Um, I think with emergencies like this, obviously a lot of the work that you're used to doing often halts because people don't want to, for example, enter into leases of commercial units only for them not to be able mm-hmm. to actually occupy and operate a business from such a place. But the, the, these times often create different types of work. So you just have to try and adapt and learn new things and uh, sort of similar to what James was saying. Um, obviously, working in landlord and tenant work, a lot of landlords are now worried about their tenants not being able to afford to pay rent, and a lot of tenants are worried about the same. So it's about trying to advise your clients accordingly. What about you, John? Yeah, well, no, I mean, obviously, I work in a small regional firm which is akin to a high street firm, but obviously it's commercial focused. So what I found is my diversification is essentially that I'm doing lots of types of law that I wouldn't ordinarily do every day. So things like redundancies, I'd see every so often. Um, but now, obviously, with this going on, I'm seeing it a lot. I mean, I'm seeing, of course, lots of debt claims, lots of breaches of contract, lots of force majeure inquiries, that sort of thing. But I'm off my feet. I mean, I think most of cases are at the moment, actually. Now, um, James. We've got you on here. You are a member of the Law Society Council. Yep. You've been on the executive for some time. Yep. You're well-placed to tell anyone who doesn't know and who's listened to this podcast and any of our members the history of the JLD. So I wondered if you could just tell us where it started and how it's come to where it is now. That's a good question. You put me on the spot there now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, mm. So, yeah, the JLD's been around actually quite, quite a long time now. It, was, it used to be the Young Solicitors Group. Um, so before it became Junior Lawyers Division, and that was actually an independent body separate from the Law Society. So when we say G- the Junior Lawyers Division, it's obviously the Junior Lawyers Division of the Law Society. Um, but that's a sort of misnomer to think that it, that's all it is, when in fact it is an independent, what was an independent membership body that represented junior lawyers across the country. Um, and then it sort of teamed up or joined the Law Society. Um, I think it's about, I think about 20 years ago now, we joined the Law Society. 
and became a formal part of it. And you'll actually still see it around the country. Some of these sort of uh, bodies like in Manchester, Brit- uh, Birmingham, still have the old YSG, Young Solicitors Group name. Um, but most mm. of the other ones now are Junior Lawyers Division, so Cardiff, um, South Hampshire, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and one thing that's important to know is that even though we are part of the Law Society, it still very much has its own independent voice, which is why you still see, you know, we have obviously jail, they have a massive following on Twitter and uh, on our other social media channels. Um, we have 2,000 followers on Instagram. 2,000 followers on Instagram, exactly, and growing. But I think you'll find that uh, <laughs> 4,000, whatever it is, on uh, our recently launched corporate page on uh, LinkedIn. Um, not those yeah. competitions. <laughs> um, <laughs> 31,000 on Twitter. They told us on Twitter, right. exactly. Yeah. It was a <laughs> But yeah, you know, um, we we are a, a major, you know, a major voice in of ourselves. Um, we do obviously. You guys are part of the committee. Um, you know how much we work we put in in terms of the consultations we do, the lobbying we do of the government, of representative bodies all over the place, the, the forums we host, the letters we write. Um, it's it's almost a full time job for all of us on top of the you know the, the full time jobs that we have. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the JLD is this massive membership body. And on top of that, there's a role that I have as well, which is a council member. So I represent uh, junior lawyers from zero to five years on the Law Society Council itself. So we have a couple of seats. Um, Laura Uberoy, who has been doing a lot of great work on our alcohol campaign recently, she runs, she sits as the other zero to five year representative. And then we have Sinead, who uh, represents LPC uh, students and trainees. Um, and actually, the council's, I think it's around 100 members, but we, we only have those three seats, despite the fact that actually we represent a much bigger proportion of the, you know, legal population that's out there. And really, we should represent, we should have more seats than that. Um, and that's one thing, yeah, of one of the reasons I'm on here, obviously, is to try and, you know, engage more junior lawyers, get them involved with the Law Society, get them sitting on council. Um, and getting more a part of all the stuff we do because we want more junior voices. What, 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 what does it mean to actually be part of the council? What do you actually do? So the council meets, um, that's a good point, a good question, every, every two months we meet, something like that, um, spread out throughout the year, and we discuss everything you can think of. So we discuss, you know, cuts in terms of access to justice, we talk about disability, social, social mobility in the profession, we talked about, we talk about Brexit and its impacts on our international standing in the world, uh, we talk about the SQE, the Solicitor's Qualifying Exam, how that's going to affect junior lawyers. We talk about our relationship with the SRA, you know, should they be together, should they be separate? Um, so it's, it's anything and everything that touches upon our job as lawyers and what we should be doing as a representative body. I mean, at the end of the day, the Law Society is almost a trade union in anything but name. And, and our role is to, you know, make sure that there's the best possible sort of situation out there for our members, for our profession, that it, it keeps being the sort of, international beacon that people recognize it as so james did you watch the highest court in the land britain's supreme court i did watch this and i'm also i've got a question for you when was it is this like 10 years yes. old how i mean when yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah so this was <laughs> hang on second, is anybody else going to be being able to watch this well it is well to be fair so the first one we watched uh in the first episode was on youtube this one was on okay. all four, but it seems to have disappeared recently. So it's around... Well, it's 4OD now, isn't it? It's not sorry, 4OD. Four four so I think it, it floats around. I think it comes up and it goes away again. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was interesting. Um, what, what, actually, what, what was, it was quite good watching it now in light of everything that's happened with yes. Brexit. 
because it was quite good to see, you know how everyone's you know at the conservative government's been talking about oh the supreme court's getting above its station we need to sort of rein it in it's too independent but actually when you're watching this documentary quite a lot of those decisions went in favor of the government these big decisions yeah. and it's funny how they sort of pick and choose uh, the voice of the uh, supreme court because i'm sure there's an argument that could be made which i'm sure people will make sometimes that actually the supreme court all it's doing is protecting the government uh, rather than acting well, as I mean, an independent body. Way, so, sort of does, yeah, doesn't I, it? I mean, that's what the legal system does. It's the arm of the government, in a sense. It's the, it's the, it's mm. the way in which the state imposes its will on its, its subjects. Um, whether or not it's legitimate is a different question, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I think it's, it's, it's like when people talk about BBC and, you, and people go, oh, BBC is so left-wing, or the other side say, oh, BBC is so right-wing. And you're like, well, if everyone's saying it's both either or, then it must be in the middle. It must be, you know, mm. doing its job right. And I think it's probably the same with the Supreme Court. You know, sometimes there's going to be decisions that people say, oh, you're favouring the government. There's other yeah. times they'll say, oh, you're attacking the government. But actually, that's a sign it's probably doing its job and yeah, as it should but be. who is saying the BBC is right-wing, is the real question. <laughs> 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 um, right, so, Ollie, what did you think of it? Because I know you were quite vocal about the last, uh, the last documentary. What did you think in terms of, because we've seen them both now, what did you think in terms of the difference between them? Well, this one seemed to have a bit more substance from actual court cases and more yeah. showing you how and a bit more footage about showing the barristers uh you know present and etc yeah. whereas i feel like the other documentary focused more in on a, on a few of them mm. on on the is it the lord justices yeah so yeah i mean I, well yes. i quite like it had a name uh, and f- is it, i think what you're, you're getting at Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. I think it was but, yeah, no, um, I, th- I think, I think it's, it's almost, these sorts of programmes should almost be compulsory viewing for the exact reasons you were just talking about um, with people thinking that, that uh, you've got these uh, Lord Justice sitting there just, just deciding either one way or the other without, you know, considering the full facts of the case mm-hmm. and, yeah, but they, they they seem so focused on being unbiased and approaching each case with such caution that I just, it, it you know, without just reading the front page of a few newspapers, I don't know how you come to that conclusion. If you watch this documentary and the other one, you certainly won't. I don't. Mm. And I'd like I'd like to see them do a ten years on one actually because it was about ten years ago they made it. <laughs> I'd just like to see that there's you know I don't think I wonder how many of them are still there. Probably about five or six. But it'd be interesting. They'll, do it, they'll do it like the um, the friends. Where are they now? That's supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Okay, James. We're now doing fact, fiction, or foreign. I'm going to read out three sort of case summaries, uh, and they're either going to be a from a real case, they're going to be fake, or they're going to be from a foreign jurisdiction. There is not going to be one of each after episode two. We quickly worked out that that was not an appropriate way of testing. And I think this time, rather than give all the answers at the end, uh, you two will provide your answers after each um, because obviously... So we could have more room. than one of each then? They could yes, all be no. factual. They could all be fictional. They could all be foreign. Yeah, yeah. much better. So and Jonathan's lost everyone so far, right? So I need to keep this guy. Yeah, uh, yes. well, yeah. He's lost everyone because there's only been yeah. one. All <laughs> um, oh, right. So, good. Yeah. Losing so he's, he has got 100 losing record. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just jump right in. Uh, let me read it well, out. Well, you can't hold on, Holly. Any questions. Uh, we haven't decided on what the prize oh. is going to be. Oh, well, we can't give a form of. 
Uh, we've got a new role, say, yeah. Yeah, new role. Face what mask, maybe. Is next, when, the, when, this is, when the lockdown is lifted, um, James, I'll buy you a non-alcoholic soft drink when you win. <laughs> Excellent, right. thank you. Hold on. A, non, <laughs> a non-alcoholic soft drink? How about just a soft drink? Yeah, all right. Or a soft drink. <laughs> 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 what I meant was like a non-alcoholic like a fake wine. Yes, we knew what you or, meant. Or a, yeah, not like a Coke, but yeah, fine. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, Other brands are available. Yeah. Uh, so uh, don't ask me any questions. Just all you're going to have is information to read out. Um, how how are we going to actually assess this? Because you you might just question the other person. Now you'll both give me your answers, and then I'll tell you the answer. Yeah. Yes. That works. Okay. Here we go. Come on. A, f- a pharmaceutical company is being sued for claiming that its painkillers target specific areas and are particularly good for treating certain pains. The pharmaceutical company has to pay a fee of £3.6 million for misleading customers. Is that factual, fiction, or foreign? Silence. Deliberation. This case sounds really boring compared to the ones we've done in other shows. I was just thinking, where's where's the twist on this one? (laughs) Uh, Well, the 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 difficulty is is only saying... Okay. I'm going to say that is a fact. A fact. Well, I think piece. I'm going to say it's fact as well. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a fact. Okay. No, you're both wrong. No. It is foreign. a factual case, but it's foreign. Oh, is it American? It's Australian again. See? So, Do you know what threw me? You said £3.6 million. Pounds. I know. I converted. Oh, you sneaky. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was that, was that yeah. the twist? Yeah. That was the very good. Okay, very good. let's move on to number two: yeah. fact, fictional, foreign. Uh, a pizza delivery driver goes to deliver pizza to someone's house. When he arrives, he finds out that the order is a fake order. So the driver uh, drives back to the takeaway shop, whatever, uh, whilst eating the pizza on the way, and crashes the car. Is <laughs> <laughs> It's decided that the driver is unable to claim through the employer's insurance because he was in breach of his contract by eating the pizza. Is that Ooh. fact? Surely, is that hang on, is, is this an insurance for a car accident? Surely it would be that he was eating while driving, not because he was eating pizza. Sorry? You said he crashed the car. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. There's no questions. There's no, there's no, there's no questions. Don't fight the Quite system. clearly, Ollie said okay, there's well, no questions. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go... It sounds a lot like the one you had last time, where it was about the person on the job. I'm going to go with fact. Okay, it is... Oh, I hate to say it. It's fictional. He's only bloody got a point. Damn it! <laughs> oh, James! I'm letting the side down. I'm letting the guests Come on. down. Okay, this one is a short one. Um... A tribunal decides that a company which sells milkshake can sell its chocolate flavour with zero rated VAT. However, the strawberry and banana flavour are standard rated. Fact, fiction, Oren. I'm going to say fact. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go foreign. Oh, it's fact! 
<laughs> so the, the, the reason behind that, that's actually Nesquik. That's quite interesting, that one. So it turns out that the chocolate flavour milkshake is considered very similar to... Like a hot chocolate that's cold. Uh, yeah, exactly. But um, hot drinks like hot chocolate tea and coffee are zero rated. So they found that the chocolate flavour is zero rated, but strawberry and banana are standard rated. So there you are. Right, there was one of each. Um, so that was the warm-up yeah. round. So when are we doing the actual... Oh, uh, very good. Well, don't worry. You've got a lot more questions to answer because obviously we've got questions from Bola. Oh, yeah. But let's just, before we get on, let's just, you know, reiterate. Yeah, yeah. It's one all overall now. It's one all. It's, well, it's, it's one all. So, it's very disappointing, right. actually, because like he's, he's, he's two lifted, You can buy me an alcohol, or was it non-alcoholic soft drink? Oh, no, no. It's annoying that there was no other offer the other way. I'm happy just with the point. I've got it recorded, so... <laughs> All right then. Oh, well, I guess it's goodness. time for guest, right. guest question, Tom Bowler. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get you your first McDonald's oh, outside God, of lockdown. Yes. Wow, that's a that's a real treat. That's that a really good offer. That. Uh, John, are you going to random number generate a number between one and fourteen? Yeah, thirteen. Four? Wow, that was quick. <laughs> wow, he's been waiting all day just for that number. Right? Generator's warmed up. Um, okay, so number thirteen is James. What cartoon character would you be? First, like, and I have no idea. This is no no idea why. First, Popeye popped into my head, and then Earthworm Jim. Both good choices. No, I have no <laughs> idea. Why those I don't want to be either of those characters. Earthworm Jim. Uh, now I've got Sharky and George in my head as well. well that's another good one. Got what? Sharky and George. Texas of the Sea. To be honest, I think I would be. I think it would be Sharky, a crime yeah. detective Cri- from the underwater yeah. crime and the shark. Of the sea. Just... So I'm going, yeah, you know, why not? Okay, no, it's a pink. It's a pink thing. <laughs> yeah, right, shark, okay. shark. And also, I'm, I'm guessing that's a really bad choice because considering the age, well, no, we're the junior lawyers, but the, the, the age range of those people who are not listening to our show, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have an idea what I'm on about. They probably yeah, well, they can Google it like I did, I guess. Um, they probably, they're probably on TikTok. Like, they probably yeah. don't watch cartoons anymore. Maybe we need a JLD TikTok. No, we do not need TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me, give me another number, uh, uh, Mr. Hodge. 11. 11. What's your favourite city? Uh, probably, I'm going to go Singapore. Singapore's right. my favourite city. Nice. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, it's, it's, you got it's you kind of it's like you've got all these different cultures. You've got you know Chinese, uh, Malaysian. You've got expat Brits. You've got you know the, this whole sort of melting pot. But it's also in a nice warm climate, unlike London. Um, it doesn't feel anywhere near as busy as London. It feels a lot calmer. Um, it's it's just a great place, and you've obviously got the access to the whole of Asia from it. So it's just. That's brilliant, brilliant. And it's brilliant very clean, city. isn't it? And it's kind of a city and a country yeah. all in one as well. Yeah, it's very clean. No That's chewing gum right. on the streets. Yeah. Okay, John, uh, another number, please. Eight. <laughs> First email address, James. What was it? Well, and I'd like to point out that I was born in the 80s, and so I grew up in the 90s, so that this email address comes from an innocent time, but mine was kitchen at msn.com, so one that I quickly got rid of. Sorry. Kinky Kitchen. Yeah, Kinky Kitchen. I still have it, to be honest. Ollie, you read Educated by Tara Westover, uh, which was our read-along for this episode. What did you think? Uh, Well, I actually thought it was fantastic. Um, I, it read like it was a piece of fiction although it's a true story. And so 
I found it very easy to read. Um, and, I, and I actually couldn't put the book down. I think it's an amazing story about her life um, and her family and all the sort of quirky and crazy characters um, that make, it, make, make up her family. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, it's probably looking at the front cover and reading the back, I probably wouldn't have chosen to read it, if I'm honest with you. Um, but when Joe recommended it, I thought, right, let's give it a go. And I thought, I honestly thought it was brilliant. Um, so that's well, the only thing. I've got it right next to me. I've got the book next right time. here. Yeah, yeah. So actually, James, now, you've got to pick the next one. Yeah, right, okay. exactly, James. What's it going to be? So the one I was going to recommend, actually, is a book called, it's called, well, the German <laughs> name is Angst, but in oh, no. English it's called Fear. Sounds good. And no, don't worry. It's, no, it's written by a, uh, he's, he's a journalist, a uh, German journalist. It's a true story. Well, it's it's based on a true story, but it's about him and his neighbour, who basically his neighbour accused him oh, and his wife geez. of committing child abuse um, to the children. <laughs> Hold on, spoiler alert! <laughs> but it's all about how do you? Yeah, no, 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 it's not a spoiler. Don't worry. Um, but it's all about that. <laughs> that it's all about that kind of yes. mindset where. Oh, right. You're not doing something. And it's sort of him starting to doubt his wife, his wife doubting him. You start to question yourself. Am I doing anything wrong? And it's how do you do it? Presumably, it's a really good It's about an actual thing that happened in his life. I'll have a go. That's why yeah, I thought it'd be useful because it's it's all you know it's the legal background. They talk to their lawyers. You know what can so, we do? How do we do So this is a, this is a, this is a book based in Germany, is it? That's what we're doing. So yeah, it's written by a German uh, German journalist. He wrote, I think, it's okay. Das Spiegel. He worked for the sort of main one of those big newspapers. Okay, and he wrote this book and it's called Fear. Um, and it's it's yeah, it's really good. It's, it's so he's fictionalized it slightly, um, but it's it gets you one of those ones that gets you thinking. So like, yeah, what the hell would I do in this situation? How do I? You know, stop so, this guy. So we're going from a book to book called Fear. Yeah. This is going to be With, interesting change. Yeah, <laughs> We've actually also yeah. Yeah. This positive the watch along the next time as well. Oh, um, yes. yeah. And I'm thinking, actually, we'd previously discussed you know, possibilities, but actually, if you're going to pick a German book, um, a very good German film, which I really enjoyed, was Downfall or uh, Depp. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Depp Ganger, which I know is definitely available. Uh, no, that, nothing to do with the law. No, it's to do with the last Nothing thing. to do with law. No, so we're not, not sticking to the legal film. thing there. No. <laughs> uh, we do enough law. We talk about law. Right, okay. No, it's a German film. It's in German. Is it, is it so a German we're film watching, or is it just about Germans? The film Downfall, okay. which is fantastic, okay, yeah. which you've chosen because James has chosen <laughs> a German book. Yeah, exactly what, right. What's, what is going on? So don't forget to follow along with our social media channels during the lockdown. Uh, in particular, this month is Stress Awareness Month, April 2020. And every working day, we will be posting case studies from various legal stakeholders about healthy drinking culture. So stay in touch with us through our social media channels to keep updated about that. Yeah, and also make sure to check out our latest sort of social media platform that we've launched during the lockdown, uh, which is our collaboration with Eugenie. Uh, what we try to do is create a community, a sort of safe space for all those junior lawyers that are going through a lot of very complex and difficult issues to do with their careers, whether ongoing or future. Um, so we've launched this platform called Eugenie, uh, with Eugenie, uh, which is a space, very similar sort of LinkedIn, but just for junior lawyers, just for junior lawyer issues. So make sure to check out our other social media platforms That's to find fantastic. out how you can get involved with it and how you can James join Kitching, it. James uh, thanks on board. very much. Thank you. Don't forget to stay in touch with us via social media.
I'm on Twitter at Jonathan Hodge. And I'm available on Twitter at Ollie Gregg. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more from the JLD right here on this channel. Don't forget to subscribe.